Hey and welcome to episode 65 of Shaman Talk. My name is Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're talking about shamanic guides, spirit guides and our spiritual team. I'm going to go through some of the things that you need to know, some of the things you might not have thought of and some helpful tips and tricks for deepening your connection with your shamanic guides. So let's start right at the top, super basic, what are shamanic guides? It's my belief that shamanic guides are a manifestation of the loving energy of the universe that come forward in a form that we can understand and listen to. And that is why guides can be so, so varied and so different. The loving universe has information, wisdom and guidance for us and our little monkey minds find it very difficult to tap into that energy a lot of the time and that is why guides can be really beautiful, useful, supportive, wonderful um, experiences to have and to be with us. For me, I have um, have guides, obviously. My guides are <clears throat> fairly, fairly constant, but they do change, which is one of the first things to say about guides is that they change Sometimes the same guide will change form and become something else. For me, um, my guides, yeah, they stay fairly consistent. Um, I used to have a lot more guides when I first started out. I had a guide for this and a guide for that. Now I have less, I have less main guides or guides who are with me all the time. And I also have teams of guides that I work with when I do my healing work so they're not necessarily with me all the time but they come for specific jobs for specific healing work I work with psychopomp beings I work with high elves of power personal power I work with um, portal keepers there are lots of different different um, guides that I work with when I do my healing work <clears throat> So I just want to talk about some of the things that people struggle with, with, with guides. And one of the things is that people say, well, I don't know who my guides are. Who are my guides? I want to be able to see them and talk to them. Now, unfortunately, that doesn't happen for everybody. I don't know why. I just think that everybody's different. But because we're such a visual culture and we're such a culture and we have such a need for understanding... It can be very difficult when you hear lots of other people say, oh, my guide is, you know, a medicine man or a wolf or I've got, you know, I have these like technical journeys where I see all these wonderful things and you're like, well, I don't even know who my guide is. I don't know who, I don't know who it is. It can be really disheartening, I guess. But one of the things to say really clearly and very specifically at the beginning of this podcast is that you don't need to be able to know or see your guides in order to have guides. You just need to know that they're there for you. Hold your intention that your spiritual team are there for your best and highest good and you connect with them before you journey, whether you know who they are or not. And in time, it will become clear for you. So what kinds of guides can we work with okay we can work with power animals mythical creatures elements weather gods and goddesses deities 
figures from different cultures, Norse, Egyptian, Native American. But whatever form your guide takes that is specific to you. And what I see all the time is people will say, I've seen this on my journey, what does it mean? I've seen this on my journey, I'm going to look it up. And you are immediately giving your power away to somebody else's gifts. So if somebody sees a wolf in a journey, then that wolf to them will have very specific gifts and a very specific message. So rather than rushing off to give your power away to somebody else, ask yourself the question, what does this wolf have to give me? What gifts does this wolf have for me, especially for you and for nobody else? Keep your power. Go back in. Ask again. So if you're unsure what gift an, a power animal, for example, has for you, then you can go back into the journey and ask again. Ask what information that animal has for you. And just please don't be as quick to jump on Google or jump even into the community group. I see that a lot. Um, you know, I saw this lady. Who is it? I saw this animal. What does it mean? Nobody else can tell you what your journeys mean or what your messages mean. Only you can get that information. It's called direct revelation. So please take the time to get good at holding on to your personal power, going back in, asking again, being patient and finding out what the gifts are for you. Okay? Another thing to say about power animals as well is that all animals have important and deep healing and messages not just the exotic ones so I do that is something I hear a lot as well um, you never hear of somebody say my power animal is a fly or my power animal is a slug I have a really funny story about some of you have definitely have heard the story before but I did my very first one of my very first classes in shamanism was a power animal journey class and I was really excited and I thought I was going to get a wolf and I knew it and I felt it in my body and I was really excited about this wolf that I was going to meet and I didn't see a damn thing the whole journey except one big black slug just that's it and I was embarrassed and disappointed and I was like oh I've told all my friends you know how am I going to this is embarrassing how am I going to tell them that I got a slug as a power animal, like what does that say about me? Um, but actually what happened is that that slug has been one of my greatest teachers. I'm a very fast person. Um, my mind moves very quickly. And the slug is one of my greatest teachers in terms of being able to slow down and take things as they come and be patient. Um, and slug is there for me whenever I feel the the need for speed rising in my body in a way that I know is pathological. So that slug for me was is one of my deepest, greatest teachers. You can also try connecting with the animals from the land where you live as well. Lots of people will always will maybe see like, I mean, for myself, I work with Jag, a, a black panther, one of my very first guides ever. Um, so there's nothing wrong with 
um, exotic animals at all. All I'm saying is that we, we often dismiss what we see as the mundane, the ladybird, the spider, or the scary as well. Like some people are, have arachnophobia and wouldn't want to connect with spider energy, but actually to be to do that would be very courageous and perhaps would be something that you could that would be something deeper that you could learn from that experience. You can connect with um, mice and um, birds, common garden birds, the sparrow, the blue tit, the cow, the horse, the vole, things like that. There are so many native animals in Britain and, and wherever you live, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Spend some time in nature. Now, just because you connect with these animals and communicate and receive wisdom and guidance doesn't necessarily make them power animals. And for you, as part of your spiritual team, necessarily, but that doesn't mean you can't connect with them. It doesn't mean that you can't ask for guidance. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy their company in the spirit of the animal if that's something that you feel drawn to. So take the time to Get to know the, the power animals, the animals, the spirit of the animals where you live. And on that note, you can also get to know the, the land. can be a, an excellent guide, the weather. You know, if you're inside and it's a terrible day and the wind's blowing and howling, you know, connect with the wind. What, what does it have to teach you? What, what, what wisdom has, has been blown in, around in that storm for you? And it's all about direct revelation it's not about saying oh there's a storm so I'm going to go on google I'm going to look it up it's being quiet being in a meditative state and being able to connect with the energy of that um, weather and finding out what it means for you Uh, yeah so there are also different ways to connect with guides outside a shamanic journey so we, we learn how to do a shamanic journey because it's a really great way to quiet your mind. It's a really great way to move deeply into spiritual space. But that's not to say it's the only way to connect with guides. So I'm going to run through a few things that you can try. So ask to connect with your guides, whether you know them or not. This is the key. It doesn't matter if you know who they are. That's an excuse that people use not to work and not to do the work because they don't see or they don't hear or they, they will know, they do have an inner knowing but they're just not connected enough with it yet and that takes practice and patience. So connect, just ask to connect with your guides, make it a habit. Only calling guides who are there for your best and highest good and that kind of saying okay I want to connect with my guides who are there for my best and highest good, that's especially helpful if you don't cognitively know who your guides are. But you can call and connect with your guides anytime. You don't need to be in a journey state in order to connect with guides. Okay, learn how to listen. So we need to slow down and quieten our minds enough to hear the messages that we're given. That's why a shamanic journey is a good way to build relationships with guides. Um it's that kind of deeper space and doing personal work to align your vibration with peace, love and authenticity is so important 
as part of this path. In order to live a wholehearted, um, joyful, functional life, and I know the word functional doesn't sound very romantic, but we all want to be functional adults. We all want to be functional people who can cope with tragedy and trauma in a way that is emotionally intelligent and forward-thinking. We're not on this path so that we can be joyful and happy all the time because it's boring and it's not the way of life. It's not the way of human beings. It's simply not. not it's just simply not the way. Um, for most of us there are a few sure there are a few enlightened beings who can be in that space but I'm under no illusions I don't think that in this lifetime I'm going to become the Dalai Lama and I don't think you are either so what we're looking for is we're looking for a way a process that we can live joyfully and happily when it is our turn to live joyfully and happily but when it's our turn to be in trauma and um, tragedy which does happen then we know how to deal with it. We can deal with it safely, we can deal with it properly, we can deal with it well, we can deal with it gracefully. So doing pe- personal work to align our vibration is really important to be able to learn to listen to the um, to the messages that we're given that will help us. So it's a two it's a twofold it's a two tiered thing. We need to and, and it's a chicken and an egg situation as well because we want to get the messages that we need in order to do the personal work and we need to do the personal work in order to get the messages we need. So you kind of just get started. <laughs> There's so much information on my website at centreforshamanism.com that can help you to align to do that personal work. The apprenticeship programme that we offer, the 15-week programme, is a deep dive into that personal alignment work. Um, whether you have a current spiritual practice or not it will work for you if shamanism is what calls to your soul and this is what we're trying to do learning to listen to our guides and being in alignment with peace love and authenticity and that takes practice and patience as well and can be quite frustrating believe me (laughs) but keep going with it Keep working towards that. Another way that you can, can communicate with your guides is to write. Try writing. So when you feel like you're missing a message, you feel like you're not getting something, sit down with a pen and paper. Maybe open your sacred space if you felt like doing that and just sit and see what comes through the pen and just start writing, journaling. Not everybody likes to write. My suggestion is, if you don't like writing, try it anyway. I have had quite a big resistance in my life to doing any kind of writing work with guides. But the few times I've tried it, it's actually been really useful and really helpful. It's not something that I'm going to weave into my daily practice or anything, but I definitely, overcoming that wee bit of resistance to writing was, I'm really glad I did. The messages were really clear and much easier to understand. And again, that takes a bit of practice, but try it and see how you get on with that. So another way is omen walking. Most of you who take my introduction class will be given a free omen walking guide. You can also find that guide on my free resources page, centreforshamanism.com forward slash resources. There's also lots of other guides, on free guides on that page as well. 
but omen walking and or asking for signs is a great way to connect with the guides with your guides um sometimes you know you're just like ah oh, i'm tired i'm ill I just show me a sign just just show me a sign of this thing that i need i just need you to help me out here um but also people work with signs all the time even when you're not ill but it's a good way to it's a good way to get a different type of connection with guides is to ask for signs and omen walk so in all of that then it's one thing to ask for guidance and it's quite another to witness it take it in and relish in the presence that's supporting you you know we really want to pay attention to the guidance we receive and let ourselves be in awe and wonder of all of the love and all of the available um, help that's all around us. It's a big deal and it's amazing. So the practice of paying attention to guidance isn't about being demanding. So I see that as well. You don't get, didn't go around asking, where's my guidance? Where's my guidance? Where are you? Why have you not shown up? Instead, we simply allow ourselves to be open to any guidance that comes through if and when it appears so guidance can show up in loads of different ways as well even in ways um like a song on the radio that you keep hearing or a song that you're running in your mind if i've got a song stuck in my head i immediately i'll if i notice it i'll go and look at the lyrics and often there's a message in there for me um you know, sometimes it's a person. Our guides often will often work through other people, friends, children, even strangers. Um, I think one of the biggest signs I've ever had in my life came from a man that I'd only met for 10 minutes. And occasionally I think about him. He just said exactly the right thing, exactly the right time, in a totally random way at a bus stop once. And it was amazing. Um, so... And I shouldn't even have been at that bus stop because if anybody knows me, you know that I never get on buses or always drive. But that day I had no choice and I ended up bumping into this guy who just gave me this absolute nugget of gold. It was amazing. So yeah, our guides will... So paying attention to the different ways that our guides communicate is important as well. And then we want to shift the way we talk to our guides and be in a space of gratitude. So if we find ourselves in a space of being, why haven't you given me this yet? I don't believe in you. Why haven't you shown up for me faster? Where are you? Um, oh, I must not be worthy. I must not be good enough. All that stuff. You're Basically, all you're doing is demonstrating your distrust of your guides and of yourself. You're telling them you're not really open to their guidance and that you want to be in control. Now, anybody who has control issues can go back to the podcast on my name is Rhonda and I'm a recovering control freak. My control freakery did extend to my guides as well and since I've been able to do the personal work and align myself with peace, love and authenticity, since I've been able to align myself with my true values and my true self and overcome the trauma that drove my control freakery in the first place, the guides just come through. They just it just flows. The information's always there. 
So instead, we want to be thanking our guides. We want to be appreciating them and feeling deep love and gratitude for them. We want to be sitting, connecting. I'll always say, connect with your guides in the morning. Just say hi. Good morning. How are you? Nice to see you. Feel them, know they're there and have them in your heart so that you're already connected so that when there are when there is guidance needed, it will find its way to you more easily. And when you do receive any guidance from your guides, thank thank your guides. Say thank you. Thank you for showing me this way. <clears throat> thank you for showing me this solution. And I think that moving into a place of reciprocity um, and love and not being attached to the outcome. People get really attached to the outcome of things. That's another thing that people struggle with in the beginning, I think. Or actually, not even in the beginning. I've seen people who've practised for decades struggle with this, that they're really keen on a certain outcome and will move hell or high water to get that outcome. And, you know, it's just... It's just chokes off the flow. You know, it's... it's it's all about releasing the outcome and trusting in a plan that's greater than our own. And sometimes, so in my life, when I've managed to do that, the possibility, the things that have come to me have just been so mind-blowing. Um, like where I live just now, for example, if I'd tried to manifest, let's use the word manifest, not my favourite word, but it's it's it works. Um Try, if I'd tried to manifest the place where I live now and the circumstances in which I came to this house, it wouldn't, I would never have imagined it. I simply would not have imagined it. The universe had a greater plan for me and because I was able to let go of my preconceived ideas about where I was going or what I was doing, I was given such a massive gift. So moving into right relationship with our guides from a place of love, trust and gratitude is really important. Being able to know the difference between our own monkey mind and our guides guidance takes practice as well. It takes time to trust, it takes time to build a relationship. So if you're brand new to this and you're thinking, oh God, I'm not sure I can just listen to my guides, I'm not sure if it's them or me or if I'm making it up in my head, take your time. Ask for help, connect every day, watch for the signs, listen and build your relationship, build the trust as you would any relationship. It takes time, but it won't build if you don't put the effort in, yeah? It's the same with any relationship. If you don't put the effort in, it, it won't work. So... This idea of um, connecting with our guides regularly, not needing to know who they actually are. If you don't know who they are, that's fine. Your guides can change. Your guides, you might have a guide for a while and then that guide might go away and another one might come in. There's no right or wrong way with this work. Although what I would say is that stop Googling it. Stop giving your power away. Start getting a deeper practice and a deeper trust of your own intimate um, individual unique guidance and wisdom stop asking other people what they think I mean 
I just, I used to, what I used to say was, it's fine to read the books or um, ask friends or whatever. And it kind of is, I suppose, if it's going to be inspiring for you. But that, I think what happens most of the time is that is the only thing we do. That we don't go back in and ask. We don't build our own relationship. We're too busy giving our power away to other people and to other people's beautiful... I mean, it's these messages that people give are from a heartfelt place, I'm sure. And that was their wisdom and their um, their messages and their guidance. Really beautiful. But it's not yours. It's not your direct revelation. So open your heart to your own messages and your own guidance. Okay. So hopefully you enjoyed this week's podcast. The, um, I'd love to hear how you got on. Um, if you nip over to our community Facebook group, there'll be a post on this podcast and it'd be great to hear who your shamanic guides are. How do you communicate? Are there things that you do that you would like to share that you think people might find helpful? Again, we don't give advice or um, tell people what to do. We simply say, I, this is my experience, this is what I do. And people can choose to take the pearls of wisdom that work for them, that call to their hearts. So it would be great to have a discussion in the community group around guides and messages and how we, how we work with those more effectively. So I look forward to hearing all of your thoughts on that in the community group. So thank you very much for joining me this week. And I'll see you all, same time, same place, next week. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We love it. We love you. We love connecting with you on our podcast. We're really pushing our Facebook community right now. It is where all the juicy shamanic stuff happens. So if you'd like to join us in that community, you'll find us on Facebook and look for the Centre for Shamanism community group. And we'll see you there.